Hi, I'm Kara Infante, and this is Bookish Flights. In each episode, I chat with one bookish guest as we take some time to sample and savor the pairing recommendations from their bookish flight. We hope to give you suggestions to cultivate your TBR list and nurture your leisure time through books. In today's episode, I am chatting with the women of the Books Are Magical podcast. Books Are Magical is a podcast hosted by three friends who truly believe books have the extraordinary power to help us understand and even change the world around us. Hosts Annalisha, Rachel, and Hannah all have degrees in English and met through their Dungeons and Dragons group, where they immediately bonded over their shared love of reading and fantastic worlds. Though primarily lovers of fiction, the podcast hosts chat about their favorite and new reads in multiple genres, including fantasy, science fiction, contemporary and historical fiction, as well as romance and nonfiction. Listen to their Books Are Magical podcast anywhere podcasts are found and connect with them on Instagram at Books Are Magical Pod. Welcome to the show, ladies. Thank you for having us. Thank you so much for having us. Yeah, you are so welcome. I'm so glad we were able to make this work. I feel like it's been in the works for a long time that we were going to mm-hmm. all get together. And I've never hosted three people on at one time. So I'm really excited to do this. I think it's going to be a great time. <laughs> you, I will say this is the first time we've been the one interviewed. So I'm super excited for that. Now you're yes. in the hot seat. It's a total different, <laughs> <laughs> total different adventure there. Well, I love to start the show with, I feel like this is an excellent bio, but I want to get to know you guys a little bit more. So why don't you tell us a little bit about who you are and Annalisha, why don't you kick us off? Hi, my name is Annalisha. I'm from North Carolina, currently living in Georgia. Um, I have a husband, a three-year-old son and a little one on the way who'll be here in January. Um, And I started the podcast because I just really wanted to talk to people about books. I Um, was a high school English teacher for about eight years or so, and then um, left because I had to move to Canada, you know, because my husband's Canadian. And then we moved back down to the States to start our family. And I was like, I just really miss talking about literature with people. And I will talk about any book you want, whether or any type of reading, whether it's a magazine article that you found or that caught your (laughs) eye or whatever it is. So I just, I'm really passionate about reading and how it brings us together. And thank you so much for having us because yeah, this is, this is what it's all about. Yeah. I am giggling with what you're saying because when people will be like, oh, do you have a book recommendation? And I have to laugh inside because I'm like, I could literally fire hose you with book recommendations, (laughs) but I will try not to do that. (laughs) And so I feel exactly what you're saying. I'm like, I will talk to you any day, all day about books if you'd like. (laughs) (laughs) Well, thank you again so much for having us. You're welcome. Okay. And then how about you, Rachel? Why don't you tell us a little bit about who you are? So I came on board. I actually met Annalisha originally I had moved to Georgia from Los Angeles and I had uh, just decided I needed a change of pace. My dad was going through some medical issues and so I moved over to Georgia and I'm originally from Louisiana, but I've moved around quite a bit. My job allows me that flexibility and 
made it over to Georgia, decided I wanted to establish a book club. And Annalisha was one of those first few, what I call OG girls <laughs> to join my club. And um, it kind of started to roll from there. And from there, I did establish like a D&D group where I also, we also met Hannah and her husband and a couple of other amazing individuals. But hey, Annalisha also joined that as well. So we've had an amazing time with that. And, but my education is I got a master's degree in literature with specifically epic poetry, but I didn't actually take that towards a career. I actually, um, I am now an executive assistant and I was looking for a way to utilize my degree. And Annalisha, I think, could see that, that I loved literature. I loved talking about books. I was kind of a, a very voracious reader. And so this gave me that outlet to be able to talk to people, to kind of just have those conversations. And I've so even though I no longer live here in Georgia, I actually live now in Alabama. Um, I, we still get to record our podcast together uh, via, of course, the, all the technology. And it's been phenomenal. And I try to make trips back to Georgia. It's only like three and a half hours away. I love that. And I love that you have found, I feel like that's what we have to do, right? Is we might leave our hobbies or our things we love behind because we have to have a job, right? Like you have to have income coming mm -hmm. in but that you found a way to bring your passion back into your mm -hmm. world too. I've loved it. No, um, this has been such a fan. And I have had this little thoughts in my brain because I, I love writing as well. And I do love when someone asks me about books, but I'm also like, well, I need to get to know you first because then I can give you a more specific uh, recommendation. Because like, like if I get to know you, then I'm like, oh, well, I think you'll really like this. And so like even on like little my dating app profiles, I'm like, let's go to a bookstore and I'll pick a book for you and you pick one for me. And <laughs> we'll see how <laughs> things go from there like that's more of my ideal kind of date <laughs> yeah well and I also think and I've learned that as I've been interviewing people I think you can learn so much from people about who they are based off their books they enjoy right mm -hmm. it's so true yeah <laughs> okay and then what about you Hannah why don't you tell us a little bit about you all right. Um, so I am the newest member of the podcast. I just joined a few months ago. Um, like they already said, I met Rachel and Annalisha through our Dungeons and Dragons group. And uh, we became friends there. I feel like we were talking about books pretty constantly. Um, they asked me to come on as a guest as a few episodes for books that I was absolutely passionate about and wouldn't shut up about quite frankly <laughs> and um <laughs> then after that they went you know it's really fun having the three different perspectives would you like to join us and my immediate answer was like of course why why wouldn't I want to do this um my background is um kind of all over the place so I've always been a reader I was the kid who was literally taking the trash bag out in one hand and had a book in the other and like would not look up from the book um so my my goal in life was to stick to books and my career as closely as I could. Okay. Um, so originally I was, um, I went to college to be an English teacher. So I was studying English and education at the same time. Um, while doing that, I was working at Barnes and Noble just to have you know, a job to support myself. And I was there for three years, I think, which that was honestly one of my happiest places to work. Um, I got asked all day, every day for book recommendations. And like you all said, it really is an art to figure out what someone is looking for and trying to figure out in kind of a snap judgment, like what, what do they need? Um, and working at the, the, at the bookstore, 
I was reading voraciously, even while being in college. I was cost. I was reading for my degree. I was reading personally, and um, I ended up going in a different career path. Um, unfortunately, working in the school system didn't work out for me. So um, I ended up staying with the bookstore. Ended up twitching different retail jobs, kind of jumping all over the place. And after leaving the bookstore, I'm not sure if it was just all the life changes going on, but I found myself not reading hardly at all. It was like, I wasn't a teacher like I wanted to be. I wasn't working in a bookstore anymore. And it was like that whole part of my life was closed off. Mm -hmm. And it wasn't until COVID hit that I found that again. Um, When we were trapped at home, I looked at my bookshelf of books that I touted over four different states and went, I got to make a dent on this. We're stuck. What else am I going to do? And that really rekindled my love of reading. Um, And so I've just been trying to get right back into it the last couple of years. Um, I now work in marketing, which is fantastic because I do a lot of copywriting and I get to use some of that, um, that love of the the written word in my job. Um, But yeah, completely different from where I started, but I'm so happy to finally make books like a focal part of my life again. Yeah. And I think that's so true, right? We, life ebbs and flows and so does our reading. And, um, but when you find that connection again, that's really wonderful. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's been, it feels like I found like the little kid in myself again, that, yeah. um, you know, just growing up and becoming an adult kind of smushes down. And I'm, it's been a really, really happy change for me. Yeah. And now you're able to read the books you enjoy too, right? Which I feel like that's mm-hmm. part of embracing your inner child a little bit of like, this is what I like and that's fine, right? I'm not being told what I need to read from school or from mm-hmm. anybody else or because I, you know, but it really is, gives you the freedom to, to choose that. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Well, I love that. Okay. So you kind of told us a little bit about why you started the podcast, but for listeners that maybe haven't tuned into your show, can you tell us a little bit about what you do in each episode? I can go a little bit. Um, So when Annalisa and I kind of first started getting the ball rolling, what we wanted to do was kind of create something a little bit. So she had already created one episode, but we weren't sure where we really wanted to go. So what we kind of started with was we each picked a book that we kind of liked. Then we picked a book that we would do a book club on that we wanted to read together. But then we had also at that time in the very beginning kind of did what we called a book battle. Two books with a similar theme that uh, we could, could kind of compare to each other and kind of see which one did we kind of like better. Or like So I would read one and she would read one that had a similar theming and we would talk about them. And ultimately at the end of the episode we kind of see which one we thought kind of won, quote unquote won. Um, and so so we, here lately, we've gotten a lot of um, opportunity to read some of the advanced reader copies of some yeah. books through NetGalley, which has been phenomenal. But uh, we also had the incredible opportunity to interview some amazing authors as well and to talk about some books that have just been just mind-blowingly beautiful in so many different ways. And I'm sure the girls can tell you just how how wonderful these authors are, just how personable they are, how um, how great of these conversations are. Uh, but I think also we've decided too to kind of go back in some of our in going forward in the future to go back to some fan favorites as well, go back to some blockbusters and start adding those back into our repertoire. 
and maybe not do as many arcs and maybe tr start trying to hit some of those um, bestsellers again, the ones that just really made us like feel so good uh, even a few years ago. So I think we're going to start trying to incorporate those back in as well. Oh, I love that idea and how, right. Things change, right. And you're kind of, and you got, it seems like you guys are always looking forward, like, where do we want to take this and where, and I, having three of you, I imagine that's a really fun process to brainstorm the ideas and dreams, right. Of where you could take this show. Um, have you found that like reading the arcs, do you usually try to release the episode then like after the book is released or how are you doing that? We uh, typically uh, publish the episode on the release day. And okay. that way, um, people who listen to the episode, they can immediately go to their local bookstore and grab it because we don't want to leave people in suspense. We want people to hear how good it is and then immediately go and support those authors. Yeah. And are you doing the inter the authors that you are interviewing? Is it the writers of the arcs or just depending on who's available to come on the show? We've been really lucky with having publicists reach out to us and say, hey, nice. you know, we see that you enjoyed this arc on your review. Would you like to speak with the author? And we're like, of course, like that would be such an amazing experience. And we've been so blessed to have three or four interviews lately. And it has been so wonderful to kind of get the behind the scenes peek at what goes on. And, and like Rachel said, these authors have all been so incredibly kind and generous with their time and um, showing us the process of how they come up with these magical worlds of fiction for us. Yeah, absolutely. And I have had some authors come on the show too. And it's been really fun because for me, I don't watch much, many TVs or movies. I, my day, honestly, my days are loud with my children. And so by the end of the day, I'm like, I just want quiet. Mm -hmm. like, I, don't want, I mean, my, my husband talking to me is one thing, but I'm like, I don't want like gun noise from a show going out in the background. I'm like, I just want quiet. And so books are what I escape to in the evenings. So for me, like I fangirl over the authors, right? Because mm -hmm. I'm not watching TV and movies. So like pop culture to me in that regard is like, eh, well, I don't watch it. So I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> and it kind of took us actually moving over. We lived overseas in Sicily and we at that point, we had stopped and able to like record our TV shows, right? Which was how we used to watch TV. We would record the shows we liked and then we would catch up when we had time. But we didn't have that option in Sicily. So that was really what just made me start diving into books again. Speaking about like reconnecting with books because I didn't have that and I couldn't record my shows and we didn't have English speaking TV channels anyway. So it was like, well, I guess I just will reconnect with my books. And it has been a really great thing. And after doing that for three and a half years, I came back and I'm like, well, I don't really need to watch TV anymore. Like I haven't had it, so I don't really need it. And um, long story short, authors are like what I fangirl over. I'm like, oh my <laughs> gosh, this, it feels like winning the lottery when you like ask someone you really admire to come on and they're like, yes, we'll do it. You're like, oh my gosh, I can't believe it. I like cry every time because oh, <laughs> yes. I'm a total sap. <laughs> Same. <laughs> I would love to know your technique for how you reach out to the authors, because I know Annalisha mentioned that we've had publishers and publicists reach out to us, but there's been a couple of times that we've also wanted to reach out. And I don't like, Annalisha, do you know how we reach out to people? Because I don't know if I've ever learned. <laughs> so I hate rejection. So I have yet to actually reach out to an author because I'm afraid they're going to be like, 
peasant like who are you and <laughs> not not that they would be like that but um you know I just yeah I, I don't I'm not exactly sure so yeah how do you how do you do it Kara well I feel that with you Annalisha because honestly before I ever sent my first email asking anybody to come on the show I was like I had literally for like a week I had to prepare myself that it could be no and like it was not me. They just probably didn't have time. Like people are busy. Like I literally had to psych myself up to send that first email. And more often than not, I will say that I just don't get responses, which maybe stings a little bit less because it's not like a flat out no. <laughs> um, but really, I just in the email, like tell them about the show, tell them what my premise of it is and what my mission of the show is. And then I just say, you know, usually I will try to like connect with them of like, your book impacted me so much because of this, right? Or like mm -hmm. just to show them that I'm invested in who they are as an author and reading their books. And um, so I usually try to find that piece of connection that I'll add in there. Like, this is why I'd love to have you on the show. And then just hope for the best, cross my fingers. And um, and it's worked out a few times. I, I know when we first got our NetGalley account for the podcast, I went a little crazy with applying for books. Cause it was like free books. Yes. I get to read them before they come out, like sign me up. Yep. Yeah. I went a little, a little too crazy with that. And, but we've had a really good time reading all these advanced reader copies. It's really been a blast. So do you guys do, are you still doing the book club format? Like amongst one another? Um, so the book club is still going on. I know I, I've had to drop out just because of life and stuff, but sure. um, from what I understand, they're still meeting once a month and having a good time. Like last month, I believe they read, was it the Midnight Library? By mm -hmm. Matt Hay? Mm -hmm. So yeah. Yeah. So the, the in-person book club is still going and I do try to come back to Georgia on the weekends that they have it if I'm able to make it back over here. However, we do still also do the episodes um, during the month for our podcast as well, where we all try to read the same book. Like last month, I think we did Medusa's Sister, and we also got to Medusa's Sisters, and we got to interview that author as well. And uh, coming up, we've got a, a couple other books that we're also kind of putting in our schedule that we're all going to be reading as book clubs as well. So uh, it's definitely something that we enjoy doing because it does allow that conversation to very flow very freely. Yeah. But um, it is, it's, it seems to be part of the podcasting that people enjoy the most too. They seem to enjoy that interaction where we all get to talk about it from different perspectives as well. Uh, Spinning Silver was one of my favorite where we all three read Spinning Silver by Naomi Novik. And then we got to talk about it from the different perspectives of what we each picked up from the different characters. So mm -hmm. um, that the book club portion has always been one of my favorites. Same. I think we're currently mm -hmm. reading Fourth Wing and we're also oh, going to be doing an episode on Happy Place. One. I am, I'm telling you, I, I was sitting in my car, um, like reading, I literally like put it in park and my son was napping in the back and I cannot put this book down y'all. Like I haven't been this way about a book in so long and I'm so grateful to Hannah for recommending it. Um, at that we should cover it on the show. I, I haven't felt this way about it. I, I know I'm repeating myself, but fourth wing really is worth all the hype. And if you're out there and you haven't read it, go get it. It's amazing. I would repeat exactly what you said. I have not flown through a book like that and not wanted to put it down in so long. Like I can't even, I can't even tell you the last time. Yeah. 
Yeah. yeah, whatever she's doing, I I don't know what she's doing. Um, like she's like sprinkling cocaine on those pages or something. Like crack. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um. So is the book club just with you, ladies, or are other people in the book club? The episode or the physical in person? Well, I guess the episode because the in person one. It sounds like there's others. Correct. Yeah. Okay. So, yeah. The in-person one, uh, the in-person one has multiple people in it, uh, but the, the episode is just usually us three. Okay. All right. I love that. And how do you guys decide the books that you read? Um, the, I mean, like in Alicia said, we've had a lot of arcs that we've been super grateful to get. And so um, whenever we find one that really seems to click and resonate with all three of us, we have each of us kind of has our own taste in books, but there are certain yeah. things that we all like share a love of. And so when we find that, we'll go, hey, we got to jump on this one. And our, our kind of our hope for the next coming months is that we're going to like Rachel said, do more of those book club reads and do more of ones that we're seeing out in the world. I've loved how much um, books have been um, really having a resurgence um, mm-hmm. with you know TikTok and Instagram. It just seems like everyone's talking about certain books. So we really want to add our voices into the mix. And because we all have different perspectives, we think that it'll be really fun to see how do each of us feel about these books that everybody's raving about. So that's what we're hoping to accomplish in the next couple months. Yeah. And I, when you guys were talking about your book club, I couldn't help but think like, this is what books do, right? Is they bring us together and they mm-hmm. create these communities and they create these conversations. And I, I mean, we could go on and on probably this entire episode of all the things that books could bring us. But for me, that's such a huge part and moving around with the military books allow me to try to make a community or jump into a community when we move to a new place. Like that's really how I try to make my social network is through a book club. Because even if I go and I'm like, maybe I I don't know if I click with these people, they're mate, but like, we always have the book to talk about. Right. So it kind of takes out any of those like awkward conversations or awkward moments when you're like initially making a new friend. Right. But if you can connect over books and reading, I feel like immediately that bridge is, you know, built right there. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yes. I just love, and I know you said it, but I love how books fill community and how they provide, um, you know, a safe Harbor for us. Like I know books have always been there for me. Um, you know, whenever I have felt alone or felt scared, like I've always known I can open my Kindle or go to my shelves and grab a book and just instantly be whisked away into another world. I don't, I can't think of anything else that does that for me. Yeah. And I feel like you're in the thick of it with having a three-year-old and being pregnant, right? I remember books being such like a solace in those early days of motherhood. Like yes. when, just a lifeline. I can't Absolutely. leave this chair because I'm nursing and I've been <laughs> here all day, but I can grab a book and I, I can escape into another world and feel like I'm a part of something. <laughs> Amen to that. Yes. 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 I know after my uh, son was born. Yeah. You're all, you're constantly nursing and burping and changing diapers. <laughs> and yeah, that book kind of gives you even, you know, you can't really leave the house because you have this tiny little thing that is so dependent upon you, but you have a place to go, you know, with books and yeah. um, I'm so glad. And I, I hope that they're always a part of, of who I am and um, they're always there, you know, for everyone who needs them. Yeah. Wonderful. Well, let's, I feel like Hannah, you were already kind of going this route, 
But let's talk about who you all are as readers and what genres you gravitate towards and maybe how you fit reading into your busy life. Absolutely. Um, so my my first foremost love is fantasy. Um, I'm sure that's probably not a surprise from uh, the little blurb you read about our uh, <laughs> podcast and that we do D&D. Um, I, I do also enjoy science fiction, contemporary and historical fiction. The last year, um, romance has been a genre that has just taken me by storm. Um, and I think it's, again, kind of reconnecting to that inner, that inner child and that like childlike wonder of I'm realizing that I don't necessarily need to read books just to be challenged. I can read books that make me happy and make me feel good too, um, because life is already challenging enough. I mean, there's nothing wrong with, you know, pushing yourself and learning something new. But at the end of the day, after I've, you know, worked and had my hour long commute and, you know, done all the things in the house, I just need something that's going to kind of cocoon me and make me feel happy at the end of the day. And romance seems to be what I'm gravitating towards more and more. So that's been a really um, happy a surprise for me and I feel like it's been popping up more and more for other people too so I'm just kind of riding the wave um I I really my time to read is essentially on my lunch break at work okay. or um in the evenings I will like to read when I'm trying to fall asleep it kind of helps to slow my mind down and just kind of close out the day I've been trying to do audiobooks I still feel like it's it's a hard jump for me I love the physical the, in the visual aspect of reading a book. Um, because I, you know, everyone says, though you have an hour long commute, you should be listening to books all day long. I'm like, well, I just, sometimes it's not, you know, what, what feels natural to me, but I'm trying, I'm trying. Sometimes it's nice to, to zone in. out too, yes. you know, like just listen to some <laughs> music right now after a long day, I imagine too, right. Just zone out and enjoy your music or something on the ride home. Yeah, at some point you're talking with people all day long and you get in the car and you're like, I just can't hear voices for the next hour. <laughs> I need I need something else. So yeah. this is why I don't watch TV, honestly, in the night, because I'm like, my kids have been talking all day long. <laughs> Lord love them, but mom needs a break. <laughs> I feel that. So all right. Well, who would like to go next? I really love, I, I know everyone says this, I, I'll read just about anything except for horror because I'm a big baby. <laughs> um, like I'm the type of person, if I see a horror movie or read a book, like I have to sleep with like the bathroom light on for like a month. Um, so I, I will read just about anything. I'm passionate about reading in all forms. Um, like my favorite thing to do while I was getting my degree was just being in the library. And sometimes I would stay there longer than I needed to be just because the comfort of being around books and just being around other people who are also immersed in reading is just such a comfort to me. Um, as for finding time to read, my son just started preschool. So during the day, like in between chores, I'll find myself, you know, grabbing my Kindle and firing it up and, and reading. And um, like Hannah, I also kind of went through a dry spell of reading in my life. I think kind of college and in a way kind of sucked the joy of reading out of me, even though I enjoyed most of what I read, but I had been told what to read for so long. And even as I started teaching high school, I was reading so much for my students. I just never had time for me. And 
when I moved to Canada, it was so bitterly cold and it was such a shock to my system being a Southern girl. You know, I remember it started snowing the week before Halloween and it literally snowed. The last day it snowed that winter was on mother's day. So I was just inside all the time and I was like, okay, I think this is it. This is when I go nuts. And I read like 70 or 80 some books that winter just because, you know, it was, it was what I had and it was that, that safe place for me. And so, yeah, I I guess that's a little about me and my, my reading habits. I'll just pick up a book wherever I can go. That's, I feel like that's the key to fitting it in, right? It's just having a book with you at all times. So if you're stuck in the pickup line or you're, you know, you're like, oh, I got a few minutes at the doctor's office before this appointment, grab the book and you're ready to go. Yes. And that's what I really loved about Kindles. I know some people are very much, they need that physical book. And I still really love having a physical book, but I have become so dependent upon my Kindle. I don't know what would happen. Like if, if something were to happen and I could no longer charge my Kindle, I'd probably go nuts. Cause like that thing is always in my back pocket. Yep. Get it there the next day, order a new one. (laughs) Oh yeah, absolutely. So, okay. And then what about you, Rachel? So I don't remember a time, even going back to childhood, where I didn't love books. And my mom loves to tell the story of how she would take me and my brother to the library. And I would get like the maximum amount of books that they would let me check out. I don't know, might have been seven or eight. And my brother would be like two picture books. And like, that would be it. (laughs) Mom's like, don't you want more? And he's like, no, this is fine. Um, But I would I would like stack them up and I'd have like Dr. Do little books and all these other little books like in the stack. So, um, but when it comes to my current reading, so I just, I don't remember a time when I didn't love reading in college. I probably focused a little more on poetry. Uh, I loved it and I loved the rhythm of it and the flow of it. And honestly, like Robert Frost and Robert uh, William Blake are two of just some of my favorites Mm -hmm. just for the way they sound. But, um, when it comes to right now, I love like Brandon Sanderson, science fiction, high fantasy. Uh, Terry Pratchett is one of my favorites, Neil Gaiman. But I will take any and all of the horror and thrillers that Annalisha doesn't read every time. Uh, if it's a murder <laughs> mystery, please hand it to me. I will read it. I will give them the YA, uh, fan, uh, YA romance. I will give them the spices. That is fun. I'll read them, but I know they love them. But when it comes to like the arcs, like if we're doling them out so we can we each read them for um, sure. getting them done, I'll take all the thriller action, uh, Jason Bourne books, and then they they can read the spices and that's <laughs> and so that's how we tend to get through the day uh, reading the books that we read. But man, we have such a great time with the books that we get. Um, again, I don't I'm not super picky, and I will pretty much read any book that lands in my hands. Um, but yes, yeah, so right now I'm a big fan of sci-fi fantasy and YA. I love those feel-good books that just like, just like they're cozy. I think I was reading a series, uh, reading a book recently that I was just like, I think I need to recommend this to the girls. So <laughs> it just made me feel good. Yeah. Like, you know. Check it. Because <laughs> we have a little list of books that we want to recommend to each other as like future book club books. So we're starting to kind of create that list. Oh, I love that. And I, you had asked me before we had hit record about how this show came about. And I had been thinking about doing a podcast for a while, probably like six, nine months, but I didn't know. I kind of started thinking of like, what do people call me about? And I was a pelvic floor physical therapist by trade. So that's one 
one th- I'm like a triage clinic, you know, people will call me with their injuries and like, what do I need to do? But I'm like, I felt like that would be so limiting. So the other thing was, will people call me about back to book recommendations, right? Because I've always been a reader and I got to thinking, okay, well, maybe I'll do something on books because I feel like it could be so much more, so many more broad topics. And I had a friend that we were living in Washington at the time and she was a fantasy reader. And I honestly really outside of reading like Harry Potter and the Hunger Games and I I really have never explored the genre of fantasy. And I'm like, why did I write that off? Like I enjoyed those books, but I just always thought I wasn't a fantasy reader. So that was kind of how I got this idea. I'm like, well, what if I bring, it started with friends, right? What if I bring friends on, on a podcast and I talk to them about genres that I know they love and they can give us three book recommendations in that genre if we want to try fantasy or we want to try romance or cozy mysteries, whatever it might be. And so that was how, and it started with fantasy because my neighbor down the street loved fantasy. And I feel like we were on the same wavelength, very similar in personality. And I'm like, well, Ashley loves fantasy. Like who's to say I don't love fantasy, right? And so it's that was really how I got this idea of doing a book flight of books that kind of paired together. So if you wanted to explore the genre or topic, you had three mm-hmm. books right there. And we're all busy, right? Like I feel mm-hmm. like life is so busy. I want to know I'm going to read a well, hopefully a book that will work for me, be a good book when I pick it up because I don't have time to go read hundreds and hundreds of books, right? So I wanted it to be right from a trusted source is kind of where it came from. So I love that. Yeah. Well, thank you. So speaking of book flights, you guys have also so graciously prepared a book flight for us today. Can one of you tell us a little bit about how they pair together? We we chose animals. We chose animals as being uh, kind of our theme. Now, my animal has an uh, animal as the POV, like the animal is the main point of view. And it's, it's fantasy. And I think that I don't know if I think I think we all may have picked fantasy as Mm -hmm. well, but they're animal and their fantasy. And um, I think that's what we're bringing to you today. Wonderful. Well, who is going to go first with the first book of the pairing? Um, I guess, I guess I will go first. So um, I chose the book Hounded by Kevin Hearn. Let me hold it up for y'all. He recently re-released these books with a beautiful, gorgeous new cover. Wow. Okay. Um, So this book, I never would have picked it up on my own. Um, A really good friend of mine, I met through a World of Warcraft podcast, actually, we started our own little digital online book club. And this was one of our first reads. And I was like, urban fantasy, but I'll give it a shot because I really trust his opinion. And I think I read it in like one day. And then I immediately, you know, went on and like, bought the rest of the series and just (laughs) went through them like crazy. Because Um, If you like mythology, this book, uh, it really starts with a heavy focus on Irish mythology and uh, where the animal POV comes in is the main character is a 2000 year old Druid and he has discovered the secret to long life through a special blend of teas that he calls immortality, but spelled with T-E-A at the end. (laughs) And so that's how he keeps his dog alive for so long, which I think also all of us who love animals, you know, that's definitely a dream of ours to be able to keep them with us as long as we can. And it's kind of nice to live vicariously through Atticus, the main character, you know, and his, his hilarious Irish wolfhound named Oberon. And Oberon is why I kept on coming back to this series because he's goofy 
you know, I don't know if you've ever had large dogs, but they're very much larger than life and they have the biggest hearts. Um, but they also think they're super tiny little potatoes. Um, <laughs> at least I, so I have a great Dane Mastiff mix and he is, wow. yeah, I love him. He's my whole world. Um, but yeah, he thinks he is a lap dog. And so if he could talk, he would definitely talk like Oberon. He would kind of be goofy and silly and very snack motivated. You know, Oberon Love really it. loves sausages. <laughs> and uh, yeah, and I also, you know, you know, enjoy bacon and all the things that Oberon likes. So yeah, yes. so my book is founded <laughs> by Kevin Hearn. Um, okay. Check this book out if you love to laugh, if you love mythology um, and you, you just, I really love the strong character development that we see over the arc of this. I think it's eight or nine novels. And is it okay if I share a quote? It's from Please the, do. Yeah. Okay. Let me pull it up here real quick. So this is one of the first lines from the series. And this is from Atticus, the Druid, the Iron Druid, his perspective. There are many perks to living for 21 centuries and foremost among them is bearing witness to the rare birth of genius, it invariably goes like this. Someone shrugs off the weight of his cultural traditions, ignores the baleful stares of authority, and does something his countrymen think to be completely batshit insane. Of those, Galileo was my personal favorite. Van Gogh comes a second, but he really was batshit insane. And this kind of gives you a taste of the book. You know, it's very tongue in cheek. You know, you're going to have a good time. Like, and that's why I'd love to escape to this series time and time again, because it's so easy to get lost in this world that Hearn has created. Yeah. And this is the first book of the series. Yes. Okay. It, All right. Yeah. And he has several other book series out there as well, but this one is just my favorite. It's great. Absolutely yeah. amazing. That sounds funny just from that one quote you've provided and I have never heard of it. So I am really excited to try that one. Yes. <laughs> so, and speak of, like, I guess I didn't add this thought. So after I tried fantasy, which was Brandon Sanderson, I realized mm -hmm. I'm like, I loved it. Like I couldn't put it down. I spent so many nights, like staying up late, trying to like read more to figure out what's going to happen. And so now I'm like, okay, I do like fantasy. <laughs> which Sanderson did they get you on? I, we did the Mistborn series. Yay. Okay. Yeah. So and I was... usually, I usually try to get people on that one or the, uh, the Reckoner series. So it's, it's one of those two. I usually try to introduce people to Sanderson. Cause I, I love Brandon Sanderson. Oh, I know it's so good. I feel like, and I asked my friend, I'm like, okay, out of these, she did Aragon was the other one. Um, and I can't think of the third book right now of her pairing, but anyway, so that, well, we'll digress off of that. Cause I want to get to you guys with your animals and fantasy, but I'm excited to pick that one up. So thank you for sharing that one, Annalisha. Thank you. And what's the second book of the pairing? My pick is, is a little different. It's, it's a nostalgia read for me. Um, okay. I, so growing up as a child, um, my absolute favorite series was the Redwall series, which is technically, I guess you could call it a young adult series that's set in the fantastic world of Moss Flower and all of the characters are animals. So you have okay. these humanized animals. So you have rabbits and mice and otters and badgers. And each of the different species has their own little personality. And it's set almost in like a medieval time frame where there's, you know, swords and wars and pirates. And as a child, I was just, I, I couldn't eat it up um, fast enough. There, there are a lot of different books in the series, but the first one I started was Mario of Redwall. And I feel like for anyone who is 
okay with starting with something that's maybe aimed for a younger audience or has a child that really is wanting to read more. Um, especially, I think I started this when I was eight, probably a little too young looking back. I would say more like 10 to 12 would be a great time to start the series. Okay. Um, I would highly recommend starting with Mariel of Redwall, um, just because it gives you a really nice introduction to, to the world. Um, you get to learn about all the different kinds of creatures and it's just, it's adventurous. It has little funny moments. Um, it's a very, you know, the plot points are all kind of good versus evil, but reading it now as an adult, it almost felt like a cozy fantasy book because even though it is kind of high stakes, you don't have that, um, all the like morally gray characters, you know, things are very, a little bit more black and white. And the author, Brian Jacques is just a master of writing, um, imagery that just completely whisks you away. Um, so he describes these locations, it paints a picture in your mind. He, writes what I can't call anything but food porn um like he describes <laughs> this food in so intricate detail and you are just drooling as you're as you're reading it so don't um, go in hungry is what exactly you're <laughs> do not go in hungry and um just the characters are just so endearing um they have puzzles and riddles so it's just like kind of everything kind of t- tied up into one big bow um I actually listen to this on audiobook so I'm going to contradict myself and say I tried the audiobook for this one I actually highly recommend it because they do all the different voices there's music um and it just really it it is so engaging and that was one of the few times I actually was able to relax on my drive home so as an adult I would recommend an audiobook form um for for younger audiences grab the physical book for sure um so I it's Probably a, a little bit different from Annalisha and Rachel's picks, but when they said animals, that was the first thing that came to mind and I got to stick to it. Yeah. And I love that this is audio, like you recommend it as audio because I, if I'm being honest, probably 75% of my reading is audiobooks these days, just because my mm-hmm. hands are busy with other things, but it allow I, that's the only way I feel like I can really get books in, um, because sometimes at night I read two pages and I'm like falling asleep, you know, and I'm like, okay, that was all I got done. But audiobooks can get me through five bu- buckets of laundry and like, <laughs> or the sink full of dishes at the end of the day. And so it's, uh, so I will definitely be picking this one up as audio for sure. Great. I hope Thank you, you for it. sharing that one. And then, all right, Rachel, bring it home for us here. So mine is going to be, it's funny and probably a little obscure, but Terry Pratchett has an animal POV book so called The Amazing Maurice and His Educated Rodents. <laughs> and uh, so Terry Pratchett is a very prolific or was a very prolific author who wrote a series called the Discworld series. And so a lot of people in the fantasy world know Terry Pratchett for uh, also his collaboration with Neil Gaiman on doing Good Omens, which became an Amazon, uh, I believe it's an Amazon series. Okay. Um, but Terry Pratchett, uh, he created this book, and it was the first one he ever wrote for children, according to his Wikipedia. So I just wanted to share that, that it, this is actually the first one he wrote for children. Okay. And the amazing Maurice is a cat. And Maurice has a little clan of rodents, and they go around scamming towns. So they have a boy who is 
I'm sure you've heard of the Pied Piper of Hamlin. Well, this is a general take on that story where okay. they, um, the lead singer is, the, or the leader is Maurice, but their Pied Piper is Keith. And so they tell, so Keith comes in after Maurice and his rodents go into town. And so Keith then comes in and marches them out of town in a very con man sort of way until they do reach a town where they actually have to help the town. So that's what this book is actually about. Um, and it is funny. It is very tongue in cheek. It is cute. Uh, some of the characters names other than Maurice and Keith, you've got dangerous beans. He's one of the mice. You've got <laughs> ham and pork. You've got sardines. You've got dark tan. So those are a couple of the, the rodents, the, the rats. So you've got a couple fun little characters in there as well. So it is absolutely cute and it's fun. And I, I highly recommend it just simply because it's so according to the back of the book, it's like Monty Python crossed with J.R.R. Tolkien with a dash of Charles Dickens and a pinch of Steven Spielberg thrown in. So that is how the book is described on the back from um, from one of their little sources. So I just thought that was so cute. And honestly, I couldn't stop laughing when I read this book. I just could not stop laughing. Terry Pratchett has just a wit about him yeah. that anytime you read it, any any of his books, he has a wit. He has a, a subtle sarcasm that just makes you really think, too. Like he takes present day even issues and problems and puts them in such a humorous light but still makes you think about them as well and I think that's just one of my favorite things about him as an author and when we were doing animals and animal POVs I was kind of torn between this one and a different one that I had read when I was a child that I loved as well but then this one was the one that I kept coming back to so oh I love that and I I feel like I don't read enough humor I think right or like these tongue-in-cheeks in my like pickups or at least lately I feel like I've been in some very heavy but important stories to be told but I'm so looking forward to to these because it sounds like okay this might inject some humor back into my reading life um and I I like varying it like that right like a heavier read mm -hmm. with a lighter read and because you just mm -hmm. can't spend all your time in heavy either mm -hmm. right yeah. It's definitely good for the soul to laugh. Like we just interviewed Allie Carter, the author of the bond identity. And I, it's not an animal POV book, but that's another really great book that if you just need to belly laugh. Okay. Um, and I think as I'm, you know, you know, life has just been so serious these past few years with COVID and everything else. And yeah. I think more than ever, it's so important to laugh and to see the brighter side of things. And so I've really been gravitating towards humor. Another yeah. really great um, humorist is David Sedaris. I don't know if you've read any of his yes. books. He's an amazing essayist. His essays are fantastic. I can't okay. recommend them enough either. Yes. Okay. Yes. All right. So we're going to add like a little subtitle of like humor <laughs> in reading. <laughs> you know, in recent times, I was thinking about as you guys were talking about animal POV, I'm like, I read Lessons in Chemistry, which is, you know, the contemporary fiction. I don't know mm -hmm. if you guys have read it. And there's a character 630 is the dog and the dog has a voice in the book. And I just absolutely loved that this dog had a voice and this will probably put me in lunatic status, but like my cats have voices in my house because I course. make them have voices. So. Of course. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> exactly what you were kind of saying at Alicia in the beginning. Like if, if my dog could talk, this is what he would sound like. And 
Mm -hmm. I loved that. So I would probably love these books as well from, you know, getting the animal point of view. (laughs) Mm -hmm. So, well, thank you so much for sharing this book flight with us. How I love to end the show is what I call the bonus pairings. They're just a speed round of questions. So you can answer these really quick and maybe we'll do round robin style again. um, And we'll just kind of go through. So where is your favorite place to read? Annalisha, we'll start with you. Has to be the bubble bath, you know, get some Epsom salts going, some candles, uh, a good like three hour long bubble bath like that. That is my idea of a perfect vacation, you know? Yep. That sounds fabulous. What about you, Rachel? I have a patio that uh, at my apartment and a hanging egg chair. So I love to sit in my egg chair with my cup of coffee and whatever I'm reading at the time and just like stare out from my patio and just read. So that, that is my favorite place right now to just sit and just relax. Love it. And what about you, Hannah? That is really tough because I, I love the outdoors, um, in theory, but I'm an inside girly every single day. Um, However, recently, before it got insanely hot outside, um, right around April, I switched jobs. I had a week in between starting the new one. And I um, read in the middle of my backyard underneath the shade. And it was the most peaceful reading time I've ever had. And then it got way too hot for me to do that again. You're Georgia, right? It's hot. (laughs) It's too hot. But I am so excited for hopefully the end of this month, maybe next month when it cools down. I think I will be heading out there all the time. I love that. Okay. And then what is one book you've read that has changed your life? Oh, wow. Um, I, I will go with The Alchemist by Paulo Coelho. I feel like, um, and I know that's a really popular book for people to say when they answer this type of question, but it really did. I had an amazing English teacher in 12th grade. It was required reading. And I'm so glad I read this book and it really kind of taught me about you know, putting your intentions out there into the universe and believing in yourself and charting your own course. And it's a book I've read time and time and time again. And it all, I always just feel like my cup is refilled after I read that book. Yeah. And what a perfect time to introduce you to that, right? As a senior in high school, you're like kind of going out into the world and, um, and the concepts that you got from that book. That's amazing. Kudos to your teacher. (laughs) Yeah. She was amazing. Yes. Okay. What about you, Rachel? Oh, gosh. Um, okay, so I'm still kind of stuck on Terry Pratchett. But the very first Terry Pratchett book I ever read was probably the first one that kind of opened my eyes to reading sci fi fantasy or like that fantasy sort of realm. And it's called Carpe Jugulum, where <laughs> it's vampires who don't really do normal vampire things. And it's just so funny, but it's called Carpe Jugulum. And that one love it that um, <laughs> My my cousin, she recommended it, and I had never picked up a Terry Pratchett book before, but I feel like that's kind of what broke the seal on me, like, just loving him and his writing and starting to branch out into that genre so much more. So I, I really have to give that book kudos. Like, awesome. I, there's plenty of, like, those life-changing books, but that's the one that, when you said that, came to my mind like that, so. Love it. All right. And then Hannah, what about you? Uh, The first thing that came to mind is the first book I picked up after having my break from reading for quite a few years. So the first book I read during COVID was Uprooted by Naomi Novik. 
And that was the book that made me go, why have I not been reading for all this time? It felt like I was coming home. It just like clicked and resonated with me. And um, so not necessarily like huge life-changing revelations, but just feeling like I found myself again. Yeah. I love that. Oh my gosh. You like make a little in my chest. I'm like, oh, get the chills as you say that. Coming home. That's right. Mm -hmm. Okay. And then are you a rereader? Easier question here. Absolutely. I reread all the time. Um, Jane Eyre, it was my favorite book for years. I used to read it every Christmas. Um, Yeah, I just, I I love to reread. I've probably read Hounded, the book I was talking about earlier, three or four times. Sometimes I feel a little guilty. I'm like, oh, I'm not expanding my horizons. I'm not really learning anything. But sometimes I find that I get more out of rereading a text than I do. And also teaching high school, you know, like I've read of Mice and Men, The Great Gatsby, The Odyssey. Like I've read those, you know, core texts so many times, but I just always loved how each class would get a different perspective out of a book or, you know, how maybe a quote would really affect me, you know, this time because maybe something that's going on in my life. And yeah, I'm a huge rereader, I guess, <laughs> to to Love say that. to answer your question. <laughs> what about you, Rachel? Actually, not super frequently, which is kind of funny. Uh, I will re-audiobook something if I've already got it in my Audible subscription or if I've already got it in my Audible list. But if I'm physically reading it, I'm probably not. That's uh, I may have it on my shelf and I may go back to it for quotes or something, mm-hmm. but I don't often reread a physical book, uh, but I will re-audiobook something. Yeah. Okay. All right. And then what about you, Hannah? I am a rereader. Um, I think I have read Pride and Prejudice at least 10 times. Um, I was reading it at least once a year for quite a few years. Um, And there's just certain books that once I finish it, I go, this is when I 100% will be rereading. And I set it on a certain shelf. That way it's like, this is where I'm going to come back to when I need something. I feel like, like Annalisha said, um, whenever I reread, I find something new. And it just, I mean, you, you get to relive all of that over again. It's really something special. I love that. All right. And then last question, what are you reading next? Oh, you mean like right mm. now or after we're done with this current book that we're reading? I guess what's ever easier to answer for you. Okay. Um, <laughs> well, I'm currently reading a bunch of different books. Um, so my husband actually started this audio book in the car. We had to take our kid to urgent care yesterday and it was quite a drive um, down to Atlanta. So, cause we live like out in the suburbs. So it's like an hour there, at least an hour back. And sure. I cannot remember the name of it. But it was um, the basically the inspiration for H.P. Lovecraft, uh, like the Cthulhu, and I thought I would hate it, and I was completely riveted. So I added it to my Goodreads. Like I said earlier, I'm currently reading uh, Fourth Wing. I'm also currently um, slowly making progress through Barack Obama's uh, Promised Land, and I feel like there's something else I'm reading as well. Oh, and next I'm going to be reading. Um, my Fair Rosaline, because we are about, or excuse me, Fair Rosaline by Natasha Solomons, because we're about to interview her in a couple weeks for our podcast. Nice. Love it. All right. What about you? 
Rachel. All right. So <laughs> I I have currently got an audiobook for Starling House, which is an advanced reader copy of Got That Through Net Galley as an audiobook, which I thought that was super cool. And it has yeah. been phenomenal. So kind of sneak peek there that you will not be disappointed. Uh, Champion of Fate, which is also an arc that I will be covering hopefully soon. And it is really, really good. But a personal read that I'm kind of going through as well is... Um, it is one of a brand, it's a Brandon Sanderson book called Cytonic, and it is the third of his Skyward series, because the fourth book comes out later this year, so I want to be ready for the fourth book. So those are some of the books that I currently have on deck, and I will be getting to Fair Rosalind, and I am about to start Fourth Wing as well, so <laughs> quite a few in the hopper to, um, to work through, but I'm so ready for it. I'm so yeah. excited. This is what we do as readers, right? Like we have them all <laughs> over the place and all different ones. We do. <laughs> tucked in every direction, tucked in all these places. Yes. All right. And then what about you, Hannah? So outside of Fourth Wing and My Fair Rosalind, um, I do have The Weaver and the Witch Queen by Genevieve Kornishek that um, Annalisa and I both read, uh, both love The Witch's Heart, which uh, she recently released. And this is her new, new release that just came out. Okay. So it's it's literally like it's top of my bookshelf. Like you're going to read me next. You're going to have to do it. Um, and after that, I've been um, recommended by a good friend, Emma of 83rd Street, which is a retelling of Emma by Jane Austen. Oh, um, okay. So I, yeah, I, I love me some Austen. So, um, and any kind of retelling. So that's one that I kind of have on the back burner just whenever I can scooch it in. Oh, I love that. Well, thank you so much for coming on the show today. This was so fun to do this with you all. And I appreciate your time for coming on today. Thank yeah, you thank so, you so much, much for having us. Yes, thank you. This was incredibly fun. Yay, you are so welcome. Thank you so much for listening to this episode today with the ladies of the Books Are Magical pod, Annalisha, Hannah, and Rachel, and their book flight of books that include animals in fantasy books. We'd love to hear what other books you'd pair with this book flight at bookishflights.com. That is also where you can find more information on today's flight and any other books that we talked about today. I want to inspire a community of readers so whenever you share a post about what you are reading or what you are picking up next, especially if you have heard about the book on the show, please tag us. Follow us on Facebook or Instagram at Bookish Flights. This is a brand new show, so if you enjoyed it, please head over to Apple Podcasts and give the show a review. Your review not only helps me, but it also helps the show reach others. Make sure you are subscribed on Apple Podcasts or Spotify to make sure that you will not miss an episode. That's it for this episode. Thank you so much for listening. As Emma Thompson said, I think books are like people in the sense that they'll turn up in your life when you most need them. Cheers to you, dear readers. Until next time.